Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to talk about on this episode as we'll get into some NFL and NBA talk, as well as some mogul talk as far as athletes and entertainers bossing up to make sure that their empires continue to rise to the occasion. All of that and more here on TMA. And I also have some special news to bring to you about the Los Angeles Lakers and their future when it comes to their business and maybe some on-court moves. So you definitely want to stick around your radios and listen up for that later on in the program. Now, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at NickHamilton213, as well as on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Now, my weekend was crazy. My weekends are always busy for the most part because a lot of things that I have to do as it pertains to things starting to open back up in this world and hopefully they stay that way as long as some of you out there continue to go along with the health and safety protocols that our states have mandated as far as masks and keeping your distance and, and, you know, hey, man, if you're going to get vaccinated, go for it. If you don't, then just make sure you follow the health and safety guidelines so those of us who are can enjoy a cool quality of life and continue to to get these bags out here the way we need to get them. And I say that because, listen, I enjoy being out and about. I don't know about you. I like being out and about. I like having the opportunity to go out, to see players, to be able to watch players practice, watch games, be able to talk to players, talk to coaches, talk to entertainers, talk to, you know, whoever it is where I'm going. I want to be, in the mix i don't want to be stuck on zoom for the rest of my life because i'm damn sure zoomed out i don't know about any of you but i can i'm I'm so happy that zoom is starting to be slowly phased out and we're getting back to whatever this new normal is going to be in our society because i'm sick of it and on saturday night for the first time in los angeles fans could actually see their teams play in person, up close and personal at SoFi Stadium where the Chargers and the Rams played each other in a preseason matchup, the very first game uh, in SoFi Stadium where all of the fans could actually watch a real game in real time. It wasn't the pumped-in crowd noise that we were accustomed to as media members as well as the players and coaches last season because, unfortunately, no fans could be in attendance due to the pandemic. So this time... There, were a, there was a lot of fans, Charger fans, Rams fans, and it was about, I would say, maybe 50, 52,000 people in attendance, which was great. I love the atmosphere. I love seeing fans back with their, their jerseys on of their favorite players and their favorite teams. It was great to be on the field. It was great to be back in the press box to see fans, to watch the people just enjoy. And even though the starters weren't playing, of course, the Charger starters weren't playing the Justin Herberts 
the the Keenan Allen's, the Mike Williams, the Joey Bosa's of the world. They weren't playing. Same thing with the Rams. You didn't see Matthew Stafford. You didn't see Deshaun Jackson or Robert Woods or Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald. But you did get a chance to see some of the guys that could, could potentially be impactful on their teams as far as the second unit and possibly even the third unit. And let me tell you something. I looked at this Rams team, and even though the Rams lost 13-6 to against the Chargers, there were a lot of Rams fans there. There were a lot of Rams fans, even though there was there were quite a many Chargers fans as well. And I want to I don't want to slight the Charger fans because the Charger fans were out there pretty deep, too. But this was a Rams home game. So you would expect more Rams fans, period. But when I look at the Rams and I look at Delvin Hodges and Delvin Hodges finished 11 and 19, 85 yards through a pick. But Bryce Perkins and that leap of Bryce Perkins, the man looked like he used to high jump. The man looked like he ran hurdles because he did it with such ease as a quarterback. And when I look at Bryce Perkins, and Bryce is a kid to me that has a lot of promise. And if you look at the fluidity of the offense when Bryce Perkins was under center at the times that he was under center, the ball moved, the chains moved. The chains moved down the field. And yes, he threw four touchdowns. He was 7 for 10, 42 yards. He did get sacked once for a three-yard, I think a three- or four-yard loss. But, I mean, that happens. That's just part of the, the, the nature of the beast. But I like Bryce Perkins. I know, uh, you know, obviously Matthew Stafford is going to be the starter. Um, but Bryce could definitely be the third the third man on the roster. And if he can, and again, this is only one game. So they have two games remaining. So anything could happen. Hodges could get hot. He can have a magnificent game in week two against the Raiders. We don't know. However, if Bryce Perkins continues to perform the way that he performed against the Chargers, even if they don't win the next two preseason games, the fact that that Bryce Perkins continues to move the chains and the fluidity of the offense continues to roll in the Rams' favor, Bryce could be that third man on the depth chart. And that's not that's nothing to sneeze at. Justin Lawler was everywhere like air for the Rams defense. That dude was hungry. And I like, and he has an incredible story. I mean, we got a chance to speak with him post game. He has just an incredible story of how he had battled through injury, how much his wife was just influential in his, in his life as far as just having the support. I mean, he almost broke that. He got emotional, you know, on the podium. And you don't see like, too many guys get emotional when they talk about, somebody close to them like that in public, but he, he didn't care. And I don't, I don't blame him. I, I thought it was a very touching story that he has. And, you know, I think he has a lot of promise if he can stay healthy and he really credited, you know, Les Snead, who's a GM as well as uh, Sean McVay for really sticking with him and really, you know, keeping him in, in the fold as far as what's going on and not kind of getting rid of him too soon. And it was a good thing that they did because he definitely showed up and showed out. On the Chargers side, the first drive, I mean, the defense on the Chargers, the first 20-21 plays, excuse me, for the uh, offense, rather, for the first 20-21 plays, they look pretty well. I mean, I'm not a Chase Daniel fan, even though he finished 15 for 24, a buck 04. Um, he didn't look that bad. Like Chase Daniel didn't look that bad. Easton Stick didn't really look that bad either. I mean, he was 7 for 7. He didn't miss a throw. Uh, finished with 63 yards. Um, but 
the Chargers on offense didn't look that bad with that second unit. Um, to me, I think the identity of the Chargers is going to be their defense. I think their defense is definitely – Asante Samuel is a kid who has a whole lot of promise. I think this kid is special. I think he's going to be – I think he can have the ability to be a little bit better than his father because the way he reads the field, even though he's still learning and the speed of the game is still – there's an adjustment period there. But I think this kid is special. I think this – if Derwin James can stay healthy, if Nazir Adderley can stay healthy, you're going to have Joey Bosa. But I, to me, the two guys that I, I feel are comp- complementary to each other, Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray. If those two guys can stay healthy this season because they feed off each other. It reminds me, I was telling somebody uh, on the Chargers, I was saying, hey, man, these two guys kind of remind me of the bookends that the Chargers used to have with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, how they just kind of worked extremely well together. When they were both on the field, they kind of fed off each other. And that's how they were able to have, you know, progressive moments. And I think the same thing can happen for Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray if they continue to remain healthy. Because I like that. I like those two. I like that dynamic duo. I think they're going to be, they're going to pay dividends for this Chargers defense. And I do believe this is going to be the identity of the Chargers. It's going to be their defense. I love the offense. Obviously, I love Justin Herbert. I love Keaton Allen. Mike Williams can stay healthy. I think that's going to be a plus as well. Uh, I like Jerry Cook. It's the veteran presence that he has even though he's not going to give you a, a whole bunch of yards, if any yards after the catch, but he definitely is very hard to bring down when he catches the ball, especially against other, you know, uh, safeties and corners and DBs that try to come after him. So I think that's going to be a plus for them. Um, but it's going to be very interesting moving forward as they have two games remaining. Obviously, the next game against San Francisco, we get to see them, uh, at least in the scrimmages, we'll be able to see the Bosa brothers, Nick and, jo- and, and Joey, uh, in the same room, in the same on the same field, I should say. So that should be interesting moving forward. But it was fun, man. But I, I got to bring in my man Jake. Obviously, Jake Warner, his government name is engineer extraordinaire, <laughs> producer to the stars. What's up, brother? The funniest part about that whole event, though, when it comes to SoFi Stadium, now the part. Let me tell you, everybody, something that is the one of the most incredible, iconic figures that I've been in. In, in whether it's sports or entertainment complexes. I mean, I've been to Jerry's World. Right. I thought that was sports heaven. I thought that was a magnificent structure, the way this Jerry Jones put it all together. I have not been to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, even though I've seen pictures and I know people that have gone to Allegiant Stadium and, and told me how nice it is. And I'm, and it looks very nice on the inside. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry so far, I, I, I'm putting, I, I'll take the Pepsi Challenge anyway. Oh, wow. So far will blow any of these stadiums out of the water. See, I've been to Jerry's World. I, I have not been to SoFi yet, but I look forward to going as a fan. Haven't done it as a work capacity or as a fan yet, but that place on TV looks amazing. Oh, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for the entire property because it's 300 acres, basically. Right, yeah. I can't wait for the entire property to be finished, which is, is scheduled for completion, I believe, in the next 8 to 12 months Right. for everything whether it's the restaurants, the bars, obviously they have housing there. The NFL Network is moving in as we speak to their new office facilities on on site. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be amazing. So, But I'm telling you, the thing that sucks about SoFi is the parking. You know, I've heard that. I've seen it on social media. And that's the one thing that that everybody's upset about. That's the only problem they have with SoFi. Listen, (laughs) let me tell you when I say, let me give you a quick, 
Okay, so I pull into SoFi because I had an interview to do pregame. Right. Right. So I had to get there a little bit earlier than normal. I, I stopped. I got some gas headed to the stadium. Right. I'm not really that far away from the stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm a nice way. I'm a nice ways away, but not extremely far. I go in there. Now, getting there, fine. I mean, streets were cool at that point. Right. Obviously, turning on the main thoroughway to get into the air, the gates that I need to get into. That was a little bit because everybody's trying to figure out what gates, what color gates they need to go into and so forth. So I understood that. I made allowances for that. Once I turned in, it took me damn near 35 minutes to get from the time I turned, at least turned on the property technically to getting all the way to where the people, where you ask the people where you need to go to oh, park. Oh, no, that's bad, bro. That's bad. 35 freaking minutes. Oh, no. Mind you, had I not gone early, I would have been late for my pregame, my pregame interview. Right. See. Then they don't oh. know where to go. One person tells you one thing. Oh, no. Then you go down, another person tells you, you got to go back and explain to the people, I swear to God, Jake, I the guy told me where to park specifically. Right. They, I told the next group of people, hey, this guy back here told me to park this way. Well, no, we're not allowed to. Well, look, he told me to go this way. It took three people, literally, they huddled up as if they were going to run a football play. <laughs> to kind of common sense enough to go outside of the box to figure it out. Oh, no. Then it took me another 10 minutes to go do the parking lot. Wow. To find parking. That's not going to fly in Los Angeles, man, where, where traffic is just a part of life. But, nah, that ain't going to work. They better figure that out quick. I talked to three fans on my way coming in as I was getting in and getting my credentials and whatnot. Right. They told me, now two drove in, one took, uh, I think either Lyft or Uber. Mm-hmm. So they got dropped off and then they just walked walked in. The, the The fan that told me they took Lyft or Uber, they said, oh, this was brilliant. Like they dropped me right off at a, at a designated spot. I walked in, grabbed my tickets. I'm fine. Hmm. I said, okay, cool. Okay. The ones that took in, 45 minutes for one. Oh. 48 minutes for the other one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just to park. See, not I, to get into not to get into the stadium. Just to park. Just to get into to, to the line to park. That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. You That's know, the only knock I have. I, I get if you're trying to leave and it takes that long. You know, people are still kind right. of post-gaming, if you will. 50, it's 50,000-plus 50, fans. Right, but there's no reason whatsoever for it to take that long at all. That's unacceptable. And do you think they're going to fix that anytime soon? Because yeah. I don't. They better. Because <laughs> I don't. I think it's going to be the same. It's like pr- it, The same thing for this coming Saturday when the Rams play the Raiders. It's, and you know that's going to be completely ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be a, a, a crap show. Ooh, man. And then the Chargers play the Niners on Sunday at 4.30. Ooh, back. Mm. Yeah, well, this it, it's preseason for them too, Nick. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I don't I, I don't trust. You don't it. see it, huh? I, I, no, hell no. <laughs> I think because you got you, you have you have people and I don't and I, I'm not saying this. I'm not blaming the team. Right. Be right. Very, very clear when I say that no, this no, is no. not a knock on the Rams oh, no. or the Chargers organization. It's the stadium. This is on SoFi. Absolutely. In the stadium, whoever runs their parking and, and security measures 
This is on them. Right. Right. That, and they've got to get it together because this is ridiculous. They, they had a whole year to plan this out. So whole year. A whole so year. Let's see. I'll let you know week two what happens yes. uh, as a result of the part because everything else was spectacular. <laughs> everything else was immaculate. It was spectacular. Is uh the 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 home and visiting uh podiums yeah. are completely in opposite directions. So you gotta pretty much pick which one you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> do post game unless you wanna run a, a marathon and go from one right. to the other in between. But I and I and I think that's great too. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I think that was pretty cool. Right. But other than that, yeah, man, I'm I, I the, this, the the parking situation has to improve. They better get it together. <laughs> regular season and mind you in three years the clippers are going to be moving yeah, to inglewood next door right yeah how do you think that track is going to be on a sunday especially mm. the clippers have a 7 30 game on a sunday oh yeah one, one leaving one getting it. Mm, yeah they better get it together man <laughs> yeah good luck with that one all right y'all coming up on the other side of the break we'll be getting into some nba talk the clippers have made some moves the lakers are making moves as well, and uh, Brody and the Kings seem to be linking up just fine thus far. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM, yeah! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, fine. it's a bad idea oh. to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can be crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, 
anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. All right, everybody, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, before we get into some NBA talk, got a chance to check out Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones was drafted out of Alabama, the quarterback, to the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick's administration. And he didn't look that bad over the weekend. He looked pretty well. I mean, I don't think it was, I think it was a lot of check downs. If you look at some of his stats, but I think he did pretty good. I mean, for what they asked him to do, I think he will see a more rapid increase of production or should I say more, more things he'll be asked to do in week two, because now you have to really see what you have in Matt Jones. Um, but I don't think he did enough where Cam Newton's starting job is going to be seriously threatened. I do believe Cam Newton will be the starter week one, unless Mac Jones has a Patrick Mahomes type performance, which I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so other than that, I think Mac Jones will be, you know, continue to be on clipboard duty until it's time for him to get on, get under center. And I think that might happen sometime this season. I don't think he'll be out the entire season, maybe midway through the season, or if the New England Patriots feel like, hey, we're out of playoff contention, then it's time to give Mac Jones some, some reps because we know this is going to be Cam Newton's final season. So I do believe that will happen. But as far as starting week one, that'll be Cam Newton. And I tell you what, the Chicago Bears, whatever they're smoking, they better stop smoking that stuff at lunchtime because there's no way in hell you could you could tell me after what I've seen out of Justin Fields, not just at Ohio State. I'm talking about Justin Fields as a Chicago Bear. Justin Fields is the truth. This kid is the real deal. I know there were a lot of doubts about Justin Fields coming in to the NFL as far as his draft, you know, him being drafted, what his knocks were, you know, in the draft. But this kid is the real deal. And if you don't start this kid week one, I'm questioning your lack of intelligence as a head coach. 
Because there's no way you're going to tell me that Justin Fields should not be starting for the Chicago Bears. Who else do you have to start that's better than Justin Fields? I'll wait. I like Montgomery as a running back. And I think those two can really develop some type of really good chemistry on the offensive side of the ball. And you're going up against the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. against that Rams defense, captain and anchored by Aaron Donald. And you don't want to put your best foot forward and try to be able to see what you can do offensively with Justin Fields. Okay, good luck with that. And speaking of good luck, and should I say good riddance, to the one and only Pat Beverly. Because over the weekend, Pat Beverly, along with Rajon Rondo and Daniel Oturu, were traded by the Los Angeles Clippers to the Memphis Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe? Hmm. Now, according to the Athletics' uh, John Hollinger, the trade will save the Clippers approximately $25 million in luxury tax. Uh, the Grizzlies will save about almost $4 million in the salary cap room next season. It also, you know, reunites Blesso with the team. You know, this and this is the same team that he started his career with back in, I think, 2010. So it's going to be interesting. The thing with Eric Blesso is not the regular season to me. It's the, what he does not do in the playoffs, which means he doesn't really show up. I think he shot in 2019. I think he shot less than 30% or around 30% from the field. Same thing in the bubble in 2020. I think he shot about 32, 33% uh, from the field, which is not a good situation. At least um, I will say Eric Bledsoe is a little bit better scoring option than Patrick Beverly. Uh, both are, are pretty are pretty decent defenders. But I think to me, the main reason why Pat Beverly, I think Pat Beverly was shot because earlier in the week, we saw a picture of Pat Beverly at Summer League chilling with the Clippers. He was smiling, cheesing for me in the ear like he just got a brand new payment. And then all of a sudden, a couple days later, he gets he gets the boot. Now, I, I don't know what the particulars were in the decision-making process of, of removing Pat Beverly. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't think that shove, that, that, that punk shove, sucker move shove that he did to Chris Paul did him any favors. I will say that much. And I'm not going to say that was a determining factor, but I think that probably was in the decision-making process. I'd be willing to bet money. If I could sit in that room and be a fly on the wall, I'd be willing to bet money. And that, Because that's not something you do. And I don't think the Clippers are not that kind of organization where they, they will allow their players to act like that. Because that's a representation of their brand and their franchise. And, and you doing stuff like that sullies the name of that franchise and that brand and you can't allow that so from a corporate standpoint i totally understand and i know clipper fans some of you may be listening that clipper fans may not be too happy or, or, or proud about the move but i totally get it and maybe steve Ballmer, because i don't think steve Ballmer needs to worry about 25 million dollars when the man's worth over 100 billion 20 25 million to him is like 25 dollars to us that's pretty much what the what that equates to. So when I look at what is Steve Ballmer really truly up to, that's the main question. What is he saving for? Because we don't know. I was we don't know when Kawhi Leonard is going to come back if he comes back at all this season. We honestly don't know that. And Kawhi Leonard is the kind of individual that will take his time when it comes to his rehab process. We've seen that time and time again. So he could come back in March. He could take the whole season off. Look what Kevin Durant did. Kevin Durant 
ended up taking the entire season off. Even when his team was scheduled to go to the bubble, he took time off. He probably could have come back at that point, but he wanted to be 100%. And look what, the, what, look what dividends that paid off for Kevin Durant. You can't, if I told you Kevin Durant had a, an, a, an ACL injury, you would probably call me a liar if you didn't see any other, any other evidence proving otherwise. Because look how well Kevin Durant played, not only in the regular season, but in for Team USA, pretty much put Team USA on his back and got a gold, another gold medal. So Kawhi Leonard could do the same thing because I, I the, the Clippers can make the playoffs. They cannot win a championship without Kawhi Leonard. Let me be flat out honest with you. They're not going far at all without Kawhi Leonard on the floor. The main reason why people say, well, look what happened with Paul George. Yeah, Paul George was absolutely fantastic in the playoffs without Kawhi. But how much further could they have gotten if they had Kawhi on the floor? Do you honestly believe they would have not beaten the Phoenix Suns? I do. I think they would have beat the Phoenix Suns. I think they would have beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though Giannis would have probably had monster games, I think they would have beaten the Milwaukee Bucks because they're that talented. And defensively, much better defensively. And Ty Lu was a master when it came to adjustments. Unlike his predecessor, Doc Rivers. Doc can't Doc can't make a change, a switch to save his life. I think if you if Doc orders his food one way and he tries to change his mind, he won't do it. Just take the food as it is. Doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. Doesn't want to piss off the chef. That's how he coaches the basketball. Look what he did in Philly. So the Los Angeles Clippers are going to be a very interesting team come this season. Because, again, Eric Bledsoe, he performs in the regular season. Playoff time? Y'all should be real nervous. And another reason why you should be nervous because of that team across the hall in Staples Center, because Brody's home, a.k.a. Russell Westbrook, and uh, I posted some photos, courtesy of King James and Great Individuals. And the King and Brody are working out, along with assistant coach Phil Handy. So the King and Brody are working out. And LeBron, of course, being LeBron, said, will this work? Sarcastically saying, will this work at Russell Westbrook? So the guys worked out in the morning and then later on in the evening attended the Lakers Summer League. Which Summer League is a cash cow, by the way. Summer League is where it's at. I, I didn't realize Summer League was what it is. I'm going to have to go next season. I'm going to have to bite the bullet because I hate being in the Las Vegas heat. But I'm going to have to bite the bullet and go at some point. Because Brody and the King on the, on, the, on the sidelines. And I'm sure at some point Anthony Davis will be joining the brigade as far as the workouts are concerned to build that chemistry. But when I look at this Lakers team and again, on paper, they seem to have a, a very legitimate shot. Again, as I said, when I was on the show with Ryan Hollins, when I was on other shows, my main concern is can Russell Westbrook adjust his game enough where it fits what the Lakers need and what LeBron needs. Because I've now I've been critical of Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. I've never said that Russell Westbrook can't play basketball. I've never said that Russell Westbrook isn't exciting to watch and he has an, a high, a very good basketball IQ. I've never knocked him for any of those things. 
I've I've enjoyed Russell Westbrook watching him play basketball. He is truly the energizer bunny. He for the Lakers, <clears throat> excuse me, and for Laker fans, the reason why Laker fans are going to embrace him more so than just being from Los Angeles, growing up in LA, going to Luzinger High School in, in Lawndale, which is a suburb of Los Angeles for those that not, don't live here in Southern California. The fact that he reminds fans of the late, great Kobe Bryant because of his work ethic, because he gives it his all and he tolerates nothing less than excellence. That is another reason why Lakers fans are going to fall in love with Russell Westbrook, because he is the closest thing to remind them of Kobe Bryant. Mind you, him and Kobe had a relationship already. He was mentored by Kobe. Kobe used to big him up even when they played against each other and when Kobe left the league. He still bigged up Russell Westbrook. Had a, a tremendous amount of respect for Russell Westbrook. So this is why Laker fans are going to fall in love with Russell Westbrook and why people should be on notice. Because game five, game 10, yeah, it's, all, it's that new car smell. Everything's fresh. Everything smells nice. You know, you got less than a thousand miles on the car. Everything is cool. You're riding real big. You're, your, your music is blasting. You, you got your seat adjusted the way you need to get it adjusted. You cruising down the highways, no traffic. Up until you hit that hit, hit that gridlock. And everything changes. When the three and the four and five game losing streaks, I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm saying if they do happen, the adversity starts to come. Then we're going to see where all this, can this work? When playoff time comes, we're going to see if all this can work. Because up until this point, the only thing that Russell Westbrook is missing is a championship. And can he get it before it's all said and done? Now, how much time Russell Westbrook has, I have no idea. I'm not going to even cast any aspersions as far as how long that man has left in the league. Because I don't know. That man can play till he's probably 36, 37 years of age. He's only 32 years old. But the rest of the cast, the Trevor Reeses, the Carmelo Anthony's, those guys are on a clock. And if they don't get it done this year, you can cancel Christmas. It's a wrap. LeBron, same thing. That window will be shut. If they don't capture a title. This is, this is the Lakers' year to capture a title. LeBron will probably end up finishing at five because he will not capture six. I told y'all that months ago. LeBron would not get to six to, to reach Michael Jordan's record. No, as long as Michael Jeffrey Jordan is alive, no main superstar. Now, I'm not talking about role players. I'm talking about main superstars, the Kevin Durant's of the world, the Steph Curry's, the, 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 the you know, obviously the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, LeBron James. Those guys... They're not going to get six. You can call me a hater. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me broke. But I'm telling you the reality of the situation. He's not getting six. If he gets a championship this year, this will be his final championship. And that's not counting out LeBron because I think LeBron could go on and just play. I think he'll end up being probably number two, number three all-time scorer. He's just that great. LeBron is great. Say what you want, but LeBron is great. 
I watch, I, I've been privileged to watch a lot of great players in my lifetime. Michael Jordan being the GOAT, Allen Iverson, who, who revolutionized the position, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. I even got a chance to watch Dream. I got a chance to watch Shaquille O'Neal. And I'm talking about when Shaquille was crashing backboards. Watching Shaq in the early 2000s when he was the MDE. The most dominant ever. He was playing like that. I got a chance to watch all of those guys. Now I got a chance to watch Steph Curry. I got a chance to watch Kevin Durant. I got a chance to watch LeBron James finally develop into that player that everybody saw, thought and said he was. Post-2010. So now what? Now we get a chance to watch a younger generation. We get a chance to watch the Zion Williams of the world. Zion Williamson. We get a chance to watch John Moran. You know? Those, I mean, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker. You know, Giannis. We get a chance to witness all of these great. So the league is in great hands. The league is in great hands. But as of right now, it's about the Lakers winning a championship. Because I'm going to tell you something. The Nets are on the prowl. And the Nets ain't backing down no time soon. And I can definitely see the Nets taking the NBA championship next season. If they all stay healthy and keep it together. So it's going to be a great NBA season. No excuses, no bump, no blowing bubbles, no short breaks. Full 82 game season, folks. Let's get to it. All right, y'all, coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moments brunch and we'll have a little back and forth with my man Jake because I might have a little bone to pick with Jake. I don't know. We'll find out. Stick around your radios. You're listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning, well, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, final segment of the show. Nick Hamilton in the building. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Got to bring in my engineer extraordinaire, producer to the stars, Big Brother Jake, <laughs> aka Jake Warner, the government name. And uh, what's going on, man? Welcome back. You know, I'm just trying to find my way, just like, you know, in the SoFi parking lot, bro. Just trying to find my way. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, let's find our way to this good grub we got on deck, shall yeah. we? Oh, yeah. We about to eat. Here we go. All right. So, a new documentary is in the works on the Golden State Warriors superstar, Steph Curry. It's being directed by Ryan Coogler, entitled Underrated. Are you interested in seeing this documentary? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. When I look at, I mean, documentaries are special. And to me, when you have somebody of this magnitude, like we talk about a superstar of his caliber like Steph Curry, we talked about on this show extensively how what he means to not only the NBA, but the communities that he services in San Francisco, Oakland, and the Bay Area. So I'm definitely intrigued to see how much this guy really, really – you know, what they show about his upbringing, what they show about his struggles, how, you know, he didn't go to the big time D1 university. Mm-hmm. And I hope they really show, in addition to him winning his championships and really help putting Golden State, <clears throat> excuse me, back on the map. I really hope they show the philanthropy 
and his and the ripple effects of what he's done in the in the, in the Bay Area communities because I think that's equally as important. I mean, it's going to be a tall task because we saw what happened with the Last Dance and how oh, incredible yeah. the Last Dance is, and we also know we got the Kobe Bryant documentary coming up oh, because we saw wait. Pete's sneak piece of Vanessa finally getting into in, into you know the production yep. uh, status. So that's going to be very very interesting to see. So I'm definitely looking. I'm definitely looking forward to a Steph Curry uh, documentary. I can't wait to watch one of those. Yeah, I can't wait either. I've I've always been a fan of his, you know. And a lot of people wrote him off because of those uh, ankle injuries early in his career, but uh, he's proved all the haters wrong and all the doubters. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So next up on the menu, uh, Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes. I'm a Charger fan. I can't help it. Pat Mahomes continues to develop his business portfolio as he links with a local ownership group to bring Whataburger to Kansas City. Will Mahomes be an ultimate business brand like LeBron James? I think he could be. I think because obviously Mahomes is younger. He's more into the social media age, the digital age. So everything is being broadcast and highlighted more so than even when LeBron and Kobe Bryant were playing and getting in in their primes and their heydays. So I think... Yeah, Pat Mahomes can be, especially with the NFL being the number one sport, obviously. Right. I mean, he's he's definitely building his brand. He's part owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's part owner of Sporting KC in the MLS. He definitely is a big supporter of the Negro League Baseball Museum in yes. Kansas City. So he's definitely put Kansas City on his back. Um, he's going to be a, in partnership with, with a local uh, partnership group to bring 30 Whataburgers to uh, Kansas, the Kansas City area. Oh, wow. And so I think... Yeah, he definitely can be. I think he can definitely be one of those guys who, much like we how we see Rick Ross, you know, what he's doing with the wing stops, with the checkers, and then what he's doing with the Bel Air and yep. all those moves that he's making, aside from being a music artist and a music mogul, he's definitely, you know, taking steps to broaden his horizons and develop his portfolio. And I think Pat Mahomes could be on the same trajectory as far as, you know, doing more than just what we're seeing on the surface. I mean, obviously he's a part – uh, of some other companies as well. He's partnered with other companies. Yeah. Um, I can see him, you know, getting at some point, probably getting into the wine and spirits business. Um, he's part of the, you know, he's, he's, uh, has partnerships with like companies like BioSteel and so many other companies. So I think that's going to be a plus for him. And overall, he's definitely going to be probably a billionaire by the time he finishes his career. Overall. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And winning a Super Bowl really helped that portfolio. Let's be honest. And, and he ain't done. He's not done. And what I got to say, though, I like Whataburger, but In-N-Out is much better. That's just my opinion. I'm from California. You know how that goes. Uh, well, you know what? I've had <laughs> Whataburger. It's cool. It's good. When I went to Texas, when I went to Texas yeah. I had it. It's cool. But, yeah, In-N-Out. And then I'll go a step further, you know, Fat Burger. And, of course, the Hood Burger joints. Oh, of can't course. Nothing away. No. Like three bear burgers. Three Bear Burgers out in South Central L.A. Right. Um, Tams. Once upon a time when I went to Mom's Burgers in Compton. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tams Burgers, man. Tams on Rosecrans, you know. So that's just me. So, yeah, man, that's what we're serving here in the brunch. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. But what's the Uh, beef you got with me, sir? (laughs) uh, I'll get into that in just one second. But let me let the people know the Los Angeles Lakers definitely have made an announcement as it pertains to their future business moves. Now, as you know, the Lakers were partnered with Gatorade for about a quarter of a century, uh, and that they're walking away from that partnership to sign with BioSteel, which is going to be their new hydration partner moving forward. So the Lakers are walking away from Gatorade, and they're going to be with the new hydration partner, 
BioSteel, which, uh, you know, to me, it shows a sign of growth. Um, You know, BioSteel was definitely developed by a professional athlete and a former NHL uh, player, uh, Mike Calamari. Uh, And the the drink is packed with a lot of electrolytes. It's equal friendly, echo friendly, excuse me, um, which I could care less about because it's still team body armor on mine. (laughs) But the Lakers were really smart. They would have went with body armor and then they would have really got their hydration needs needs met. So anyway, <laughs> like I said, I just want to drop that. But my problem with you, oh, sir. Oh man, what the hell? Something that you said a while ago. Well, I said I know you a Char- and I know you a Chargers fan. Yes, sir. Okay, I understand the Justin Herbert because I love Justin Herbert yes, too. I've been yes. following that, that young man since he was at Oregon. Yes, I followed his career. I I I was happy when he defied the odds when a lot of people thought it was it was suspect for the Chargers to draft him that high based upon what they saw out of him in Oregon. Okay. However, <laughs> you cannot tell me that you think they're going to win the division and get deep into the playoffs this here season. Why can't they? They got an offensive line now. If Rivers would have had the same line, that man would have been able to play three more years. <laughs> he used to run for his life on every play, man. They, they are two. built for, for, for championship mode, baby. I'm telling you. I got two words for you. Go ahead. Pat Mahomes. Man, I'm about tired and of hearing about as, him. The catch-up I'm boy. Sure, I, you, I, I understand. I understand. Man. I get it. He's you, great. You hate, you hate greatness. No, no. no I don't hate, fans hate greatness. I get it. No, I just don't like him. I like him what as a person. Not? I love him as a person. I, I, I think he's great, and I'm glad he got his ring out the way early in his career. But look, man, I'm a Charger he fan. He, he had his moment, man. I just want one. Super Bowl the, ring before I die as a Charger fan. That's all I want, moment, man. The moment, the moment he's done is when he's probably in his latter in the in the past his prime. That's probably when he's done. He's got and many still, years, I know. He's not even near his prime yet. And the team got better. <sighs> the Kansas City Chiefs got a little better. So did the Chargers. But here's the problem. <laughs> and I love listen, I cover the Chargers. I know you okay? do. I want to see them succeed. However, I'm a realist. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not these. I'm not one of these charging myopics that no. think, "Oh my God, the sky is yellow and blue, and lightning bolts are going to come down and strike Pat Mahomes in the foot." It is. No. One day. No. <laughs> Listen, you, you, you may be so far removed from football at that point, you may not even care. Man, you know. But let me tell you something. <laughs> the problem I have with the Chargers, it's not Justin Herbert. Not Keenan Allen, who I think is a top five wide. Absolutely, he is. Mike Williams has to stay healthy. That's a key issue. Derwin James has, as I said earlier, has to stay healthy. I believe in Derwin James. I think Derwin James is the truth. He is the The truth. Man can the man can beat you inside and out. He's a great leader on the field when it comes to the defense. Absolutely, I think his presence alone. He doesn't have to make a play. Just his presence alone. Yep. Bring some nerves, rattle some nerves when it comes to offensive coordinators. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm a realist. <laughs> they will make a wild card if they stay healthy. Will they go deep in the playoffs? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I don't think they will because you're in a tough AFC conference. You have the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes. Like I, I said, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, look, in the NFC, there's three teams that's top dog to me. 
Tampa Bay Bucks, yes, the L.A. Rams, okay, the Green Bay Packers. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, and then there's everybody else. Absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. But in the AFC, there's a few teams out there that could get you. There's a lot of teams in the AFC this year. They could get you, but but there's the, a few teams can't sleep on the Chargers though, man. I mean, I know Kansas. I'm not City, sleeping. Kansas City has a a great squad that could make the Super Bowl once again. There's no question about it. But with the changes that the Chargers have made and the head coach and some coordinator changes, got some players that are back healthy again, don't be surprised if they just sneak up on the whole world and do some damage. I'm telling you. This ain't being myopic, man, but I've seen enough football to know these kids are the truth, man. So uh, I'm going to tell you what I think my Super Bowl prediction is. This is an early Super Bowl prediction. Very early, but yes. I can see the Kansas City Chiefs against the L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl in 50, at SoFi Stadium in oh, you, February. Oh, so it'd be like another Tampa Bay situation where the Rams are the home team and play in the Super Bowl in their home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that high-scoring game that the, that the Chiefs oh, had in the Coliseum when they played the Coliseum? That was one of the best games it. I have ever been to outside of the Super Bowl yeah. in Atlanta when, when I watched the Rams. I mean, obviously just the experience. I mean, the right. game wasn't of that great, but – the experience and the ambiance around it, that was a great experience for me. I would never, of course. yeah, I would take that with me to my grave. But as far as being at a game of that magnitude, I wish I was there that Kansas that. City Chiefs game, yeah. it felt like a playoff atmosphere. It was so electric in there. I'm, I'm and I would that. love to have that type of electricity in LA at the Super Bowl between Pat Mahomes and Matthew Stafford. I would love to see a Los Angeles team in the Super Bowl, not the Rams. Just saying. I mean, you play Matt. You play New Matt. You probably can get him in there. All right, stop it. Now, now you're being disrespectful, <laughs> man. Come on. I, you know, maybe I am being myopic, but I like the Chargers. I, I know you do, and you cover them, and you know the team well. You know the ins and outs a hell of a lot better than I do. I'll, I'll say that much. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised. This team is full of surprises this year, man. They're gonna be full of surprises. Just make sure they're not full of something else. You better stop it. <laughs> don't crap the bed you better stop it because let me tell you something on a, I, there's some questions I have on offense with this team yeah uh, uh, not I, the I, wide receivers uh, no the, I the running back core is a question I have 100% I agree with you there Eckler, because Eckler's I don't, not the man to me I'm sorry I'm just saying I, I think Eckler's a very strong I love the combination when you got Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler because they really blended well together well, well Melvin well didn't together. fumble the ball yeah well, here's the thing. <laughs> the offensive line stunk. They did. They were terrible. They stunk. They were terrible. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, But I think, like I said, the the running backs are the question mark here. Agreed. You know, that's why I said earlier in the show, I think the Chargers defense is going to be their true identity this season. I think if Justin Herbert can either get them up, I think the defense can keep them up. Absolutely. Or if they're trailing – and he comes back, I think the defense can hold and hold off for the win. Yes. That's what I'm saying about this Chargers. I'm thoroughly impressed with the Chargers defense. I oh, am yeah. a, I, I'm I'm close to having pom poms for the Chargers defense. <laughs> okay. And you that's don't root for teams. I, love, I know that. So. I don't. And that's how much I love this Chargers defense. <laughs> I am in I am in sync with this Chargers defense. Absolutely. Because I think they can do some spectacular things this season if they all stay healthy. I really, really do. Health has That's always been the key. Fluff. Yeah, health has always been the key for this no team. No cap. No cap. Health has always been a problem. But I think this year with the changes they've made 
and the circumstances, I think they, they remain healthy, they're going to be a force. Y'all look out, I'm telling you. Well, you know what? We are a force on these airways. That's for damn sure. You're damn right. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Yes, Jake Warner, for stopping by. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Definitely want to uh, get you to chime in. <laughs> Thank you Next for that. week. Oh, absolutely, man. I got to break bread with my folks now. Come on. Always. Now, also what sucks is the fact that we are near our time of ending this here program. So I want to thank everybody, first and foremost, for tuning in to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. I'd like to thank everyone at Nightcast Media. I'd like to thank everyone at Sirius XM and Slam Radio for allowing me on these airwaves. And thank you all. Make sure you download and subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you get your podcast for free 99. Also, make sure you follow me on social media. You can follow me at Nick Hamilton 213 on Twitter, at Nick Hamilton LA on Instagram, and at www.nightcastmedia.com. That's N I T E C A S T M E D I A.com, nightcast.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Nightcast Media as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be safe, stay sharp, and uh, take care of one another. We're out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.